What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the Lauren Bronson Experience. And today's episode is called The Three Bucket Method to Instagram Marketing. And the purpose of this episode is because I see a lot of you still marketing through Instagram. You're trying to convey a message or sell a product through Instagram. Really, that's what you're doing. I'm not going to use buzzwords. Marketing essentially is buzzwords. You guys have something you want to sell. And you're trying to either create a path to get them to your website to buy the product through Instagram or you're trying to sell it directly through Instagram. And the problem is you're getting frustrated because you feel you're putting in a lot of effort and you're getting very little reward for the effort that you feel you're putting in. But this podcast is to tell you that just because you're putting in 8 hours, 10 hours, 24 hours a day of hard work doesn't mean that your effort's worth anything. People spend too much time focusing on effort and how much work they put in and not about how hard they worked. You know, they say, don't work hard, work smart. I strongly believe that. And it's because a lot of people, they focus more on how many hours they put into it, not how much actually got done. Like, do you see the difference there? It's very important to to see the difference there because when I was younger and I worked a lot of the, for lack of a better word, jobs didn't mean much. Like, you know, I was sweeping floors. I was cleaning at a yogurt shop, cleaning ice cream machines. And people say, well, those jobs have meaning. They do have meaning. But you can't tell me that when you're doing that job, you feel like your job has meaning. Realistically, and I've always felt this way, the menial jobs, pouring coffee, janitors, all this stuff, the reason why I would hope to replace it overall with robotics is it sounds morbid at the beginning, but let me explain something to you. If you were to completely revamp the entire system where most jobs besides the ones you actually wanted to engage in didn't need to have a body to fill the position. I mean factory workers, working in the mines, welding, whatever it is. People would say, well, a lot of people would be out of jobs. They would for the beginning, but it would reshape the way we look at the job infrastructure and it would be less people being a slave to the system and working just to get by and more people working for the sake of trying to produce something for the world. And you see, but how will people survive off that? What I'm saying is as we try to push forward and start questioning why are we going about the methods that we're going about trying to exist in this crazy economy where people are are existing so they can work, not the other way around. And if you don't understand that, that's because you're disconnected from the reality of it. Many people are working so they can exist. They don't exist so they can work. It's the other way around. Without their work, they, they're homeless. And that's not how it's supposed to work. That's not normal. So there's something very wrong with the system. So that's why I'm saying... The first place to go is to replace the menial jobs because that the purpose of the menial jobs is to create a desire that you have to survive in order to put a roof over your head. If you do away with the menial jobs, people will be out of work. As a result, we'll have to support them and give them universal basic income probably. And that is probably the solution to solving this menial job crisis because no one's happy working menial jobs and, you know, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but as someone who's worked many menial jobs, as people I personally know working menial jobs, they're doing it because they need to do it. They're not doing it because it brings them pleasure. And there are people that will do it still for pleasure. And good for them for wanting to do it for pleasure. They enjoy doing what they do. And no one's going to force them not to do it. But too many people are forced into positions and it's causing the unhappiness that's going on. And it's mostly because people are forced into positions that they don't have a choice. It's, it's sink or swim. It's that or be homeless. And you can't tell me that... Just because they can buy an iPhone once a year, that's that's the recipe for happiness. That's crazy. We're too smart for this, guys. Come on. Those are just, those are just my thoughts. Missing an episode of podcast due to being sick, as you can see, I had a lot of rant in my system. I had to get out. So now that's that's out of my system. 
we'll get on to what the episode is actually about. And that's the three buckets, the three bucket methodology to Instagram marketing. Now, it's, it's quite simple. Essentially, what it is is you just have three themes that you stick to when promoting yourself on Instagram. And the reason for that is any television show, any movie, any music, anything that you like sticks to a common thread theme that occurs throughout the entire thing. If it's Stranger Things, the show may have hints of romance and hints of comedy, but it's primarily a suspenseful thriller type of show. And if it skewed from that theme, it started going real off in left field on a love story, and it completely dropped all the monsters and all the kids and all the adventure, and it was just about a love story, a lot of the viewership would drop off. People would say, this is not what I engaged into, it's not what I signed up for. That applies to anything. If you started watching Jersey Shore, and it was the whole thing that you know, you know, all the crazy characters yelling at each other, whatever they do, and then one of the episodes got really deep into science, and they started talking about astrophysics and Venus and... Mars, the red planet, you say this has nothing to do with Jersey Shore. Even though it's the same Jersey Shore cast talking about it, I don't care about this. This isn't the same theme that I've been engaged in for the past like four or five seasons the show's been on the air. So your Instagram channel is no different, and it seems it seems obvious to say it out loud, but your actions aren't reflecting the obviousness of me saying this out loud. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. In order to change this, what you need to start thinking of yourself as is you need to ask yourself these questions. What is my subject? As a, as a brand, what specifically is my subject? So if we're going to work this out together, let's say that you are a wellness clinic. Let's say you're a naturopath. So what's my subject? My subject is naturopathic medicine. So you have your subject, that's defined. So you'd write on a piece of paper, my subject is naturopathic medicine. It's running, it's whatever your theme is. So you have that subject. Now you need to pick a tone. Is your tone going to be educational? Is your tone going to be humorous? Is your tone going to be angry? Are you trying to fix the problems of the world? Are you going to do so through resentment? I don't really necessarily agree with negative emotions, but whatever you choose to do is entirely up to you. You could have a couple different tones, but it's best to try to stick to one main tone. Otherwise, the audience sort of gets lost with who your personality is. So to backtrack, once again, you will pick a subject. So your subject is whatever your business is, whatever you're trying to sell. Is, is it ebooks? You're not selling ebooks. Are you selling knowledge on marketing? Are you selling knowledge on naturopathic medicine? So let's say you're selling naturopathic medicine. So naturopathic medicine picks a tone. The tone for naturopathic medicine would be humorous and educational at the same time. Mostly educational with the side of humor here and there to lighten things up. So you've picked your tone. You know your subject. What's the next step? Now you have to create buckets. I want you to draw three squares. And the three squares will say type of content one, type of content two, type of content three. And in these three squares, you will do things like the first one is quotes and quotes that uh, pertain to being healthy, quotes that pertain to making someone feel well or confident or ready to start their day or squash any negative attitudes or maybe change the perception of something they once saw was a negative. So, so the first box is just for quotes. Any quotes that inspire you or make you want to get up in the morning and start your day. Box number two could be things like videos. Videos of recipes, 30 seconds or 60 seconds or less. Quick recipes that you can make with all vegan or raw ingredients or gluten-free or whatever it is. In that second box, all you're going to do is post videos of recipes. The third one can be things like you talking in front of the camera, explaining about why fish oil is better than coconut oil or things like that and that is only going to be your instructional guides and your nutritional advice now the reason why you have three different buckets is because if you only posted nutritional advice every single day 
Sure, you probably have a following, but the following that you'll have if you post a variation of nutritional advice plus quotes plus recipes is three times as big. And because you're keeping it consistent, you will not be keeping away other people that only are there for the nutritional advice. If someone's just checking out your Instagram profile because of nutritional advice and they see a recipe video is posted, they'll either one, maybe engage in the recipe video, or two, they won't, but they'll know the nutritional advice video is coming because there's a pattern to how you post. You post three different types of content, one after another, and the cycle repeats itself. That gets three times the amount of audience that you normally would had you stick to the one type of content. It's a very easy method for Instagram growth. It's a very good way, and I mean good as in morally good. You're putting good out there. You're actually putting out information and engaging with people in a way that actually creates quality content not just filler for crap on the internet. So as you're doing this, not only you'll one, you will see an increase in your business, you'll see an increase in engagement, and the best part is you'll have long-lasting community fans, not just fans that, you know, uh, hope that showing their friends they're into you makes them feel smart, but people that actually care, people that actually want to engage with you, people that, when they're by themselves, when no one knows what they're doing, they still want to check you out and they still want to communicate with you. When you have a relationship like that with people, there's nothing stronger. I mean, and that's what's great because you're not really selling them something. You're sort of working together to build something. And that's that's what's different. And that's what makes brands communities because some brands just sell stuff, but some brands grow together. And I feel that some of the most successful brands grow as a community. If you look at Overwatch, for example, the Overwatch community, a new video game, very highly competitive, just got bought out or bought by ESPN. They're now sponsored by them. So they're now playing not only on Twitch, not only online, but also on the ESPN channel. I believe they're also partnered with Disney. They're picking up some momentum. It's been happening because of the community, because the community engagement is so diehard that people are starting to see traction in the real world. The Overwatch community always cared about it, but no one else did besides the Overwatch community. But now that the fans have been so adamant on giving a promotion and showing it love and showing its dedication, their dedication to the sport, the, the majority... The vast majority who doesn't care about Overwatch is starting to see potential in it because they say even if we don't care about it, there's money to be made here because there's a big enough fan base, there's a big enough community that's willing to spend money to engage with these guys, to learn more about the Overwatch, to buy their jerseys, to sh come up to their arenas, to show up to their events. So that gets the attention, sparks the attention of people that normally wouldn't care. And the only way to do that is to slowly build a community. And the only way to build a community is to actually create content people care about. And the best way to do that is to have a variation of content three separate quadrants quadrant one quadrant two quadrant three otherwise known as the three bucket method to instagram marketing i hope you guys learned something today i really enjoyed doing this podcast it seems succinct but full of information let me know what you guys think on twitter if you use this methodology and it works please reach out to me because i would love nothing more than confirmation that it worked for you i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and until next time learn bronstein out